Paul McCartney All Access is brought to you by Capitol Records, presenting Paul's new album, Chaos and Creation in the Backyard, which Rolling Stone gave four stars and said is his best album in more than a decade. I'm coming to America on September 16th, starting down in Miami, working in the sort of East Coast, across the Midwest, and then November 30th, finish up in L.A. You know, for me, it's whenever he interacts with the audience. You know, he'll, he'll look at you. You feel like he's singing just for you, and he's looking just at you. I'm really looking forward to going on tour, because then you get the feedback from your audience, you know, as well as all this stuff. I mean, how lucky to be in a job where there's that kind of an element, you know, rather than just boring, very mundane. And I do feel it's hugely lucky, you know. This was the best. Did a lot of great songs that I've never heard him do live. A lot of old, old Beatles songs. A lot of wing stuff. Fantastic. Loved it. They're the people you're playing too. So it's like, you know, if you're a family and you're giving a party, then these are all your guests. It's not an us and them situation. It's all us. That's why we call the tour the us tour. This week's one there was Fab. I'm Ed Chan. And I'm Lonnie Pena. And we're back together live. We haven't done this <laughs> since, uh, oh, well, I guess we did one of the Get Back shows uh, with you and yeah. with your ex. That, 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 was, that was live. But God, you know what? That has been so long ago. Was it not over a year ago? Uh, yeah, it's been over a year. So. A year. We can call this like a one-to-one concert. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Uh, I'm well, stretching it. <laughs> well, the, the, the news, if you didn't listen to last week's show... Lonnie and I are on our way to Mexico City. Mexico, here we come. <laughs> Crossing my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we managed to score a couple of tickets uh, on the floor, so we're pretty happy about that. We never know when Paul's going to close out his run, but... Uh, uh, yeah, true. You know, we're just hoping for the best. You know, that's all we can do. And that's what we're going to do, right? <laughs> so, uh, news-wise... You came up with a little story. Apparently, Julian and Sean have been talking about maybe doing something well, together. I saw that. That was posted on on, on one of the uh, Facebook uh, pages that I saw. Apparently, Julian Lennon um, announced, not exclusively, I guess, but it was an interview with People Magazine, that possibly him and Sean might be doing something together. 
making some music. Well, I, you know, I think they would be a good pair together. You know, Julian has always kind of been the the lightweight, the poppier side of John, and Sean has kind of been the that more avant garde, more aggressive side of John. Maybe the two of them that together be, could come up with something a little bit interesting. That would be interesting. It would be really interesting to to hear their voices mesh to see what tonage they have together. You know, Julian, Sean, might have a might have something going on here, Ed. Well, I mean, as we've known, uh, siblings, you know, the Everly Brothers for sure, and I mean, locally, uh, Trisha, Darren, Murphy, yeah. you know, the siblings almost always, well, the White Stripes as well, although Meg doesn't sing no. that often, but she does occasionally. You know, it, siblings, usually their voices will mesh pretty well. Yeah, so I, you know what? That would be so interesting. And when this would happen, who knows. But I would like it to happen within the next year. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. hopefully yeah. Julian hasn't been too disillusioned by his last album, which, I mean, you know, as you yeah. know, it's okay, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I like the fact that he brings in some of the old school stuff. And then whatever... A musical relationship he has with his brother Sean. He's going to bring in some new school stuff. So that'll be interesting to see how that all works out. We might get another I'm the Warriors. <laughs> it would be nice, but we can't expect it. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jacob Dylan is not Bob either. No, so. no, no. You just close your eyes and you can make the leap. James is a good performer, and we've gone to see James, but James is more of a studio rat and yeah. but but his songwriting is pretty good it's not it's not bad but he's kind of a loner guy i just got that impression when we saw him i could i cannot see him out with a big huge band but you know that's a different story so all right since we are working our way towards the next live mccarty show we decided to pick up one of his old concert videos this is the 2005 Tour. Did you see him? Uh, he did play Houston on that tour. He was at uh, Toyota Center. I that that was one of the uh, concerts that I missed. Believe it or not, I happened to miss that one. And so, no, I didn't see him. I didn't. Okay, I mean, I did. I, I that show. I had like upper deck tickets that, but yeah. on the day of the show, there were some nice lower bowl seats and. I was able to sell the one that I had, okay. sell the pair that I had, and get uh, get a reasonably nice lower bowl uh, yeah, yeah. when when some stuff out, got released. So I was out of town. I was traveling quite a bit during that time. Yeah, I missed it. There was one McCartney show that I he was playing in my backyard, and I couldn't make. Before this video, you hadn't seen this tour. No, yeah, you're correct. Well, until the video, I bought the video when it was released. 2005, I mean, it was also on A&E at the time. Yeah. Not the whole thing. They, uh, The way they've arranged this video, they could cut as many songs out as they wanted to. Yeah, well, well I guess we'll talk about that. Uh, I bought the, the DVD when it came out. And, you know, I guess my thoughts will be forthcoming, folks. Yeah, this weekend next, uh, we're going to be looking at the space within us which was the 2005 concert tour. It was released on DVD in 2006 and on Blu-ray in 2008. And nowadays you can find, well, the whole thing on YouTube, and that's what we're going off of. We're going to be doing our own little commentary track talking about 
certainly what's on the screen and the songs playing and other things as well. Yeah, it's streaming. It gets, you can stream things anywhere now, folks. While you're having dinner, while you're having breakfast, or why are you doing a podcast? That's what <laughs> we're about to do. All <laughs> right, so so we, we let's hit the start button. Okay, I've got the uh, I've got the Roku controller in my hand, folks. So uh, you can do the same actually at home if you want. So we're going to start in three, two, one. Okay, it, okay. it starts with Paul on the beach somewhere. When I first saw this, to be honest with you, my first thought was like the centerfold for Venus and Mars. It was like Paul was in a desert somewhere. And then he's the, not. He's on a beach. He's not. I mean, it's kind of supposed to be reflective of the opening film, uh, and the opening film is there on its entirety. This was back before Paul started doing the scroll. Right. Right. And so you know, we we get scenes from both the dock and other things that were going on in Paul's life at the time. Yeah, there's like a montage at the intro of different footage. Paul Young, with his brother Mike, and just, you know, there's actually some flashes of the concert. NASA, space within us. Yeah, and, and they make a point of telling you it is the space within us, it is not U.S. Oh, it's not? It is the space within us. Okay. And Paul says that several times. That's so, a clever use of words. So we, <laughs> so it goes from there into some various people who uh, are just talking about Paul and, and, and the Paul tour. Eddie Vedder and Cameron Crowe, Tony Bennett, R.I.P. They all have nice words to say about Paul. Well, I mean, like they're going to say anything. Well, you never know. Tony Bennett was probably in his 80s here. Because, you know, maybe in the 70s. Yeah. Well, you, you know, in your 70s, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but then it wouldn't show up in the film, would it? <laughs> Who produced this thing, by the way? Is this uh, guy? Is his name Mark? Uh, Mark Halfley, or Halfley. I'm not sure. Well, he produced several shows already for Paul. Yes, he did. Our old buddy Aubrey Powell is out of the picture, so... Alright, so we are now into Magical Mystery Tour. Hold up, roll up to the Magical Mystery Tour! Step right this way! That was the opening song for this tour. That was the opening song? Yeah, you know, that's an excellent opening. Well, the best opening McCartney has ever done and will ever do is... Venus and Mark Rock show. I saw that in 76. Did he well, play it subsequently? Yeah, he, he did. He did? Uh, in like 2013, 2014, oh, okay. he, he bought it back for a little oh, bit. Okay, I agree with that. So this is second best opening. Magical Mystery Tour. The set design is very different for this show than any of the ones that we've had since. Very simple. Very simple. Their instruments are low key. It's not an elaborate set. There's screens on the floor underneath them, and then there's screens behind them. Well, you have to set in the high, very high section to see the screen below. Oh. Virtual reality before virtual reality. And then, see, that's the only problem I have with this, and I think I mentioned to you already, that if you count, like, here's McCartney, 1,001, 1,002, three seconds, and then goes to the audience. It's like every three seconds, it a the, the, it a cut to the audience. I don't want to see the audience. But that's kind of always been the way McCartney does his concert. 
the best McCartney concert video is Glastonbury from last year because yeah. you get the show. Right, I want to see the show. I want to see the musicians play. And, and I want to see the dad and his daughter crying. <laughs> and, you With know, all due respect, that would be me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for whatever reason... That Billy Joel. Yeah, that was Billy Joel, yeah. But for whatever reason, the McCartney people don't really like to give us that. I mean, I guess the City Field one was almost yeah. just, just the, the show. show. A black fellow with a really nice fro there. Yeah. Well, you see, there's a lot of footage of, of the audience here, so it's a lot of footage. Yeah, it's a nice stage, a compact, kind of a compact stage, not an elaborate. There's no columns on each side. So Magical Mystery Tour is done, and uh, between every song, they give you just this little tiny feature. Yeah. Uh, Nice to meet you. How are you? Follow me. By nature. Yes. And this is the US tour, because it's about us, it's about us, it's about us all together. Poor bus that just passed. Uh, hence, the 76 Wings Over America. Very much, yeah, exactly. The, the, the same sort of thing. They like those shots as well, although it was probably much easier to capture them this time around than it was in 76. In 76, they actually had to fly a helicopter. I'm betting they had a drone this time around. I think he, uh, yeah, he doesn't mind flying. <laughs> well, but, I mean, it's not Paul who's flying over the, the tour buses. Are you sure about that? He's with wings? <laughs> Never mind. Oh, well. A, that was a funny... For you, Marv, that was one for you. <laughs> All right, so... Once again, back to the show. No, not back to the show. It's just more of Paul talking about getting ready for the show. And there are some nice little bits. It should have been entitled to the audience within us. Because that's all we see is audience. I, I think it gets better, though, as the, as the video progresses. The video goes into Flaming Pie. So this was, you said, the tour for 05? 2005, yeah. So what was the, the album? Was it Chaos and Creation was the brand new album. Okay, good. I like Chaos. It's a good album. And, I mean, Paul hadn't played Flaming Pie because, remember, he, uh, well, I he didn't do it on the 2001 tour, no. and then he hadn't been out on the road really since the, he did a couple little shows for Unplugged. Yeah. But he, he never did a Flaming Pie tour, so this was, this was really his first opportunity. There was no Driving Rain tour. There was a Driving Rain tour in, in 2002. It came to the Houston Summit. It was one of, one of the last shows at the Summit that I saw. Abe is such a ham. He is. I guess it's been 20 years, folks. My memory is just like, gotta remind me of all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Was I there? I can't remember. Best remembered by me because he played Freedom, the only song which ever got a worse reception in concert than Ebony and Ivory did. Was that the uh, audience going to... That was very definitely the, audi the audience taking, <laughs> going to get another beverage, taking a little break to the loo.
well. He's had this band. How long has he been with this group? O1 was when they were put together for the concert for New York City. But Wix was not returning. They were going to have a different keyboard player at the time. Then when they actually got along to do the O2 tour, Wix came back because Paul didn't like the other guy. Now, and Wix has been with him since 89. Yeah, exactly. Before that. Exactly. So, yeah. And Brian Ray showed up in the middle of there between 2001 and 2002. So. And it's been the band since yep. 2000. Twice as long as the Beatles, twice as long as all of Wings combined. That's, that's amazing, folks. Playing Pie just ended. We go to footage of the McCartney residence at 24th and Road. You, yeah, you, I've been there. You've been there. Going up those stairs. They just showed the stairways. And there's the pipe in the backyard. <laughs> that Paul used to climb down. Shot, shots of Jim Mack. Now, of course, we've gotten to know this building a whole lot better since James Corden and Paul went in. And, and, and you will note that Paul does not actually go in the building. So he wasn't lying when he told James Corden that he hadn't been back inside of it yeah. until he went in there with... They remodeled this home the way it looks now, but it's not, there's no original stuff in there. It's all been made up to look like it did. There's no original wallpaper. That's what the, the tour person was telling us. Yeah, I mean, I think because it, it was you know other people have lived, lived there, there since, and they, I mean, <laughs> they had to make it livable for for other humans. Right. And same with um, to a certain extent, John Lennon's home with, uh, with uh, Aunt Mimi. So I mean, they they look for vintage things which matched exactly. up with exactly. what it might have been like. There's President Clinton. All these years he's been on his own. They, there's even a piano. There was a piano in Paul's in that house. And they let you play it if you wanted to. All right, we're, we're into Let Me Roll It. Well, that's a classic. Well, as the, he's played it on every, every, tour, every tour. Wix is having fun. And it never gets old. Though. Is it a tribute to John Lennon? Is it not a tribute to John Lennon? I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, it could be a tribute to... Uh, I mean, it's certainly yeah, a... Run. a <laughs> well, it is absolutely that. It is a Lennon-esque song. I could hear Lennon singing backup, or even the lead on this song. The thing that I get off of this version on this video, Rusty is a hell of a guitar oh. player. I mean, you know, you know he's good, but he is just on fire in this you know, song. Rusty and, and you know, this whole band's just amazing. I Kept the band all these years, but uh, yeah, these guys are amazing musicians. Well, it's kind of uh, interesting that you know Paul didn't really put the band together you know he went in and said get me studio musicians to play on this album yeah and that was really how this band came together and then the ironic thing is they're studio musicians but Paul only occasionally uses them on his records yeah but they, they do play on the records so. okay. usually they will play on a song or two I mean That's certainly I mean even as recently as McCarty 3, you got a little bit of Abe and you got a yeah. little bit of Rusty on. You'll see them in the credits, but they're not exclusive studio. Exactly. I mean, you know, Paul goes off and does the Paul thing, and, and maybe that helps him out. Yeah. That's the touring band. And this was, in, again, 05, right? Yeah, this was 05. 
voice is really good. <laughs> well, voices. Yeah, I mean, there. <laughs> I mean, and we're we're gonna get to maybe I'm amazed here, and it's like, yeah, that's what Paul used to sound like. You know, nothing against Kurt Paul. Obviously, we, we spent we're we're gonna be spending uh, a significant amount of cash to go see Kurt Paul, but maybe I'm amazed he just you know. He's where he is with his voice, and yeah. we have to accept and this it. Is, again, this was, he was, what, 60? Uh, yeah, I mean, 64. it's hard to believe this is 18 years ago, you know? Where were you, folks, <laughs> 18 years ago? Well, some of, some, some, of you, some of you weren't even born. Uh, our, you know what? Wow. <laughs> our young friend Ethan Alexanian... Was like two years old at the time. Wow, hey, Ethan, how you doing? Yeah. It's incredible. It's a good show. I like those little amps that are playing some boogie. The Mesa Boogies? Yeah. Those are lightweight. You've lifted some of those yourself, huh? Way too many. That was John Stone. (laughs) I'm surprised my back is not out. Band comes together. Always, always one of the great things when Paul, uh, Brian, and Rusty come together around one mic. And they do spend some time on on the the camera on the band for this song. Yeah, but they do still cut back and forth. It's almost like one of those videos that you or I might shoot because they zoom in and they zoom out at irregular intervals. Well, that's that's only because they're given instructions to do that. <laughs> we never had instructions. Oh, okay. But there, there's another zoom in. <laughs> Paul doing it in the palm of my hand, his little stage. But yeah, Rusty is a little bit more uh, energetic than he is nowadays. He tends to be a little bit more just staying in one place so you know you know if you want to watch this we already told you you can probably find it if you really want to but what would be the setting should i should should it be during dinner time or could we be like at a party it's kind of off a a party a party might be good well i mean you know obviously if you're driving in the car you're not going to be listening to it but i mean yeah we're like you say, we're, we're just kind of treating this as a commentary track. But remember, we did one for Rock Show, yeah. uh, well, with Tom Hugnotti and Andy Nichols. Uh, we also did one for that, the River Speedway, didn't we? For the wing. Yeah, 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 for, for the Bruce McMouse thing. This was the first time Paul did the Foxy Lady thing out of. Oh, okay. I mean, in, in, in a lot of ways, this tour was kind of where Paul was trying out things which have now become... You know, standard. His standard. Yeah. Abe has the the red U.S. or us on the front of his drums. He's changed that through the years. Nowadays, he kind of uses that... the duct-tape-looking PMC. Paul's finished the Foxy Lady outro. Uh, there's someone holding up a Nokia flip phone. Yeah. Right before we get a little bit yeah, more Bill Clinton. Before, that was even before iPhones. That's, that's how long ago this was. Not to spoil it, and it won't be in this part, but at the end we get a little Steve Jobs. He's an American icon. He, he means something to us, and we feel like uh, that we have at least 
a small claim on him. I was in the Staples Center in Los Angeles when he sang, and it was amazing. The whole generation of young people, virtually everybody in the audience was much younger than me, and they were just as into it as I was. You want some drive my car? Yep, so out of Bill Clinton in to drive my car, and so you can really see what they were doing with the stage design in this song. There's a car floating around in the background. Drive My Car has actually kind of never been one of my favorite openers. I think it is better off here, yeah, you know, somewhere in the middle of the set rather yeah. than... They, you know, they opened with this. Guy. They For quite a while they opened with, oh, cute girl. Cute, cute, yeah. one, cute one girl in a, uh, uh, well, tight outfit, should I say, anyway. That's outdoor. That's out the window. It's not on the TV. Ah, uh, well, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> Paul's getting a little bit interjected, kind of kind of doing those Beatle moves again. I like Got what he's wearing. It's kind of uh, going back to what he was wearing in 76, 75. It's like a, what a... Yeah, it's an, it's an aqua blue. It's... This is more of a t-shirt, I would guess. But that coat he's wearing. And then he's, he's got a jacket over it. I mean, that's Paul's favorite thing to do in concert. You come out, you have the jacket on, and then, you know, four or five songs in, you take it off. Yeah. That's my one and only costume change for the evening. <laughs> that's his one joke, too, for the evening. <laughs> he, he has a couple other jokes. Oh, okay. I mean, you know. His routine, which he does in this show as well, about reading the signs. He does that every night. This is another very audience-heavy number in this video. And, and like you normally would at a McCartney show, you, you see a good range of ages. You know, they're not old, like... For sure, for sure. You, old it, folks like myself. Uh, they seem to be centering on parents and children. They like that. Kids. Then older folks, and then they also... Kids and... Well, I mean, again, it's not going to be a concert, McCartney concert video if you don't go and... Uh, okay, we're... Uh, drive My Car is finished. We, we got Mick and Michael McGuire talking about... Uh, being on the road, and those are the pyrotechnics fellas, which is interesting because, well, Live and Let Die does not get a chance to be shown in this concert yeah, video. And unfortunate because you get the pyrotech guys here. Yeah, and not the pyrotechnics. Not the pyrotechnics. <laughs> Sid Bryce, Paul's There's, guitar technician. It all comes from the top with Paul. That's a different guy than he has now. Well, that, that's, that's not John Hamill who's his main right. guitar tech. And, of course, John Hamill's no longer in Diane Eichhorst, production coordinator. A Halloween sound check where everyone in the crew is uh, dressed up. Uh, it's a little bit ironic that you've got, you've got guys in Star Wars costumes and you've got guys in Pirates of the Caribbean costumes. Because, well, years later, Paul would take Keith Richards' place in Pirates of the Caribbean. The first really great song uh, that we haven't had a whole lot of before, Till There Was You. Yeah, that's a classic, folks. 
Played that on Ed Sullivan. Oh, uh, you're going all the way back to there. Played that on uh, the stove. <laughs> As well, yeah. Paul. Check out that episode. <laughs> Paul's on the hopper. And he's actually not using a pick. Yeah, he's playing with his thumb in this. And then you got the nylon string guitar that, that Rusty's playing. Yeah, but Rusty's doesn't do exactly George's line. No. But I never you know, it's not completely till there was you unless it's unless you have that that George does, you know. Well, George is playing it to the T. He'd always play that song the same. Exactly no the same. Yep. Yeah. You know who can play that that riff pretty good? Danny Christensen. Well, all right. Danny well, Christensen with the Fat Five. Yeah, we need to get him. We need to get him back on the show. Uh, I like the mix, you know. I actually tend to like the mix on the uh, videos better than I like the CD, the the released mixes that they do. Yeah, I guess we can. Uh, we can rip our own now. Get the audio off. Well, I mean, that's why uh, a suggestion which. Uh, Andy Nichols made, which I think is a really good suggestion, you know, what they should do when they do these tour videos, particularly for McCarty, but for uh, for any act you might think of, do them as a two-part. If you're going to do a video like this where you've got songs interspersed with other things, there's your film on disc one, and on disc two, just put the whole show. The show. Yeah, the entire show. Yeah, exactly. This is so. missing a lot of songs on, on this, by the way. I think you mentioned that. I love music, so I was in a band. This was coming fairly soon off of a previous concert video, and so, you know, they didn't want to repeat a lot of stuff. That's why Live and Let Die, and we only get a very small snippet of Hey Jude. Long and Winding Road, of course, Paul doesn't play Long and Winding Road anymore. I kind of miss it. And... Sometimes you look at I'm just ordinary, you know. I'm just lucky. I, I write some songs you like. No, you're not. Okay, we're into we're into another really great song. I mean, the that's the thing about this show. Paul played so many songs that he hasn't played before or since. It's I'll Get You. Wix is on harmonica. The B-side of a single. It's like, wow. Thank you, Paul. It's, there. it's a hit, you know. Audience love it. Loving it. How many other artists could pull out a... I mean, at this time, we're talking about 40-year-old yeah. B-side to a single and just have the audience in the palm the of their stones. hand. The stones? Well, but I mean... But maybe not a B-side. Yeah, exactly. Couples being a little smoochy with each other. It's bringing back memories. <laughs> they were probably infants when this song was released, like I was. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I think they're a little bit older than you are, Lonnie. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I feel young already. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what McCartney shows do for you, well, isn't it? Yeah. You know, eight to eighty, you feel like you're twenty-two or so. If you're eight years old. It's like, oh wow. I want to be older. Yeah. You know, when I first saw McCartney and Wings, it was May 
of 76. I was 17 still. I did turn 18 then. So, I mean, you I, know. I, I saw him when I was 17. Believe that? Well, it's uh, crazy. <laughs> and it's fresh in my memory. Well, I mean, 1989 is already 34 years ago, so, you know, the people who are old enough to remember the 89-90 tour are already well into yeah. their at 40s at least. In their 50s. For the most part. Okay, John Derringer, the Toronto Sun columnist. Uh, what is this? So now they're talking about NASA a little bit now. So many people through his music. It's an extraordinary company. Well, they're, uh, I, I think this is more just uh, some generic uh, Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. They're, they're out, there's some footage of uh, outside of Abbey Road Studios. Which you also visited? Yeah. Didn't go in, but I got it. You know, to the store and to the sidewalk. Liverpool before the Beatles statues. The Eleanor Rigby gravestone, which they, leads into the song. They kick into the song. Wix does a fine job on the orchestra on this, playing all the parts. Yes, but <laughs> it sounds synthy. Well, because it is. <laughs> well, I. Sometimes you can get the sense to sound like actual violins. Yeah. Here, it sounds synthy. We're just waiting for him to bring out the orchestra. That's what they need to do. <laughs> well, that is, that is absolutely what Paul needs to do, yes. This is in his range still, I think, this song. It's, it's well, he still does low. it. Yeah, but, but he can do it good still. Yeah, and, <laughs> and especially, you know, he goes and lets Abe do all the high bits, which, I mean, to a certain extent, are John's bits. I like Abe, he's bopping along. Abe's back there, he's getting ready to do a, a hand dance or some <laughs> sort. Abe is a ham, but there's nothing wrong with Abe being a ham. What does he now this is not bad, because I mean the crowd is sort of overlaid on to Paul, sort of ghostly visions of the crowd. Now, are they now in a different stadium, or is it still the same I, venue? No, I don't think this is all Anaheim, I think they filmed it in a couple different places. There's Abe singing along, doing his bit. You think he's doing, he's doing the high part? I think he's doing the high part. I'm fairly sure he's doing the high part. Paul is on his acoustic. And they're not touring. Who do you think the band is doing? Well, they're I mean, they're recording they, their own stuff, right? To a certain extent, they're recording their own stuff. They've got other things going on in their lives. The deal is, and part of the reason why they stayed with Paul is for so long, is that they are willing to keep their own schedule. Right. If Paul decides, I want to go on the road for two weeks starting next month, they'll be there. Well, you know, what fool would say no? <laughs> More of just Paul generally talking. I like that outfit. He's wearing like a, a salmon-colored t-shirt. He's a child with headsets on. <laughs> Earmuffs, really. Yeah, I, it's a concert. Make sure it, it's a it's a lady in a love songs T-shirt. There's families that come to the show. I can relate to them. The, the baby is sleeping through the whole thing. This is more of the general sociologist talking, saying, "Oh, <laughs> Paul is so great." John Paul, and he said, "My father named me after the Beatles, and right now we're going through a very difficult time." 
And he said, I thought if I took this class, I would be able to maybe have something to talk and have in common with my father. And there's there's a Beavis and Butthead style kid. See, my daughters have gone with me, I think, twice now to see Paul in concert. We saw the Minute May here in Houston. In yeah, 2012. Saw, uh, I took them to New Orleans. Okay. Back in 2015, I think it was. Okay, now we're, we're into Maybe I'm Amazed. Feel like the world can be the place we want. Paul was on the piano, and, and they played a little bit later. The one real bit of fancy business here is that the piano was under the stage. Yeah. And so they had hydraulics, which lifted the piano up, whereas now the pianos are all just kind of there. Yeah. You have to step up. You have to climb a couple of floors. Yeah. Uh, something happened in Tampa, which we will yeah. see later in the, uh, another another rather uh, busty young blonde lady. Uh, and you will notice that the camera goes right into her bust. We wouldn't mention it otherwise. Uh, we, no, 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 no. no. But, uh, We're coming to it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, we got to fill two hours here, folks. The solo. That's a nice stage, though. It, it, I, I like the colors. I like the lights that beam up from the floor. And the overheads. You know, they got like chandeliers right. and things which actually come from over them. And there, we get a little bit of the screens, but not too much. Not much, but it's it's still it's enough, enough to show you what. Oh, still doing it in 06 or 05. You know, you can't say he's not still doing it today. I mean, it's it's not the same, but this is still a very good show. And to, to a certain extent, Glastonbury, maybe, maybe not as good as this show. I mean, this show still probably stands as my favorite set list and one of my favorite shows that he did you know and and i've seen a bunch what is that one song from the set list that that reaches out to you that, that that's not being played in a long time well too many people is one of them oh till there was you and i'll get you and oh i will which is coming up yeah. you know yeah. it's just stuff that he doesn't do you know, the combination of song. Oh, and this is the way that this video ends. You know, we can spoil it because you can look it up on the internet if you want to. Please, please. You know, there's a, there's a very emotional young girl. Well, a lot of folks get emotional. But, I mean, she's bursting, bursting into tears. I like the way Paul just goes to the two fingers with the da da da. Right. <laughs> he's playing, he's playing, he's playing. Oh, I'm just, I only need two fingers to finish this up, but. The one thing about this video is when they zoom in close on the guys, you can see just how pixelated the displays are behind them. You know, when you're out in the audience, it doesn't matter because it looks right. like a, it looks like a full image, but when you're, when you're in that close, it's like, oh yeah, those are pretty big pixels, aren't they? 
Man, that was way before 4K. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> now uh, you have 4K. And it, it would look a little bit better. Do you think Paul should drop Maybe I'm Amazed? Well, I think. I mean, he, if he's having, you know, either he, that or let Gabe sing it. <laughs> Which isn't going to happen. No. I mean, he keeps it in because it's his Linda tribute. But I kind of think I would rather just have him uh, make my love his standing Linda tribute because he can still do my love. Yeah. But, I mean, no, at, at this point in time, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, don't completely throw it out of the set, but even the way he's doing it where you only play every other night or every third night, it's still awfully tough on his voice. And why not change the key? He can easily do that. I don't know if that would help. Yeah. It is in a certain key, obviously. You can lower the key and you can sing more in his vocal range now. I wouldn't be... Yeah, he, I wouldn't hold that against him. He struggles. I mean, yeah. you know, and there's no nothing wrong with him struggling. Okay, uh, into a little bit of the soundtrack. Uh, Oh, you recognize whole, whole the soundtrack? Of, yeah. yeah. You, you've been to soundtrack. I've been to soundtrack. Not, not this soundtrack, but a uh, whole, whole lot of shaking going on. You know, general sort of crowd shots. They're showing a whole lot of little different talk shows. And Backstage at Ellen DeGeneres. Well, that, that tells you how long ago this was. Ellen DeGeneres was the hot thing. And, well, Ellen DeGeneres has now been canceled, kind of, sort of. A lot of footage here of the audience, like sound check audience stuff. Yeah, the, the the whole thing is included on the DVD. The is that Beyonce? Uh, so that's Beyonce. That's Nicole Kidman. So you know, again, it's the it's the backstage Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. So Jay Z again. There's a guitar tech on the other end. Barely seen him. <laughs> Ahead of his time. But uh, you know, kind of just showing you. Chris Tucker. Here's what it's like before a McCartney show. Bono. Everybody's there, folks. Everybody wants this to must go. Be LA Forum. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Or I mean, it's not just one show. I'm. This is this is a series of James Taylor. James. Something in the way she moves, James. George copped that title. Ah. <laughs> and there, there certainly there's. Uh, Steve Tyler. Steven Tyler and Tony Bennett. I mean, in 76, it was Ringo who came backstage and right, saw him. Right. So I went to the 89 tour. I think I told you in L.A. Yeah. And, oh, man, I saw a lot of celebrities in the parking lot. Chevy Chase, Fleetwood Mac. The guy was, uh, who's the guy with Stray Cats? important he is. To people like me, just another guy that went out and bought a ticket to see him in concert. They were all there to see Paul. Deborah yeah. Zur, fan. <laughs> okay, they found a fan interview. That's nice. She's in tears, Ed. It's overwhelming, life changing. Got to get you into my life. There's another one which he's played that occasionally through 
what is now the 30 years of touring, but he didn't play it as often as I would yeah. like. You know, I know, I love. I it. would like this to be a regular part of the set. I mean, this was a revolver-heavy show because I mean we're gonna get for no one in here a little bit later. Well, you know, he makes he mixes the song set up quite a bit year after year. As Rusty put it on Twitter back when it was known as Twitter. Oh, we're going to come out with a Minty Fresh set. Well, <laughs> Minty Fresh. Okay, we're going to change out two songs. We're not going to play Jet anymore. And... Why wouldn't he take, like, fan requests? Like, before the show, we just, we vote somehow on the iPhone. I said this before that what I would love to see Paul do is do what Elvis Costello does. Here's a here's a wheel with a hundred songs on it, and yeah. you spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Oh, that'd be awesome. But we have two. We have three wheels. In the Beetle wheel, the, <laughs> the, the, the McCart and the Wings and wheel. Yeah, there you go. And that way you're guaranteed a third of each. Oh, and then the Fireman wheel. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, the Percy Thrilly thing. <laughs> That'd be the horn section. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they, he was a member of Nirvana for a brief period, was he not? Servana. <laughs> oh, Servana. The, the, the post, post Kurt Cobain, there was only, what, three songs that Dude, came out of cassette. that. There's two songs in the cassette. Cut, cut me some slack. <laughs> yeah. Well, but then he'd have to have that, that little Bo Diddley cigar box guitar that he played on. Well, that would be cool. I don't think you put a put a cord on that though they put a mic on it. who knows but I mean he would have to bring that with him on tour in order to make that happen I like the wheel it'd be like watching the wheels alright so got to get into my life has finished and more crowd shots Paul Bowes holds up the Hoffner again very very famous thumbs off and I like that it was a complete song. Some of these concerts sometimes they they cut the song. Yeah, they're they're talk over. They're the very song. they're very good about that. Here, for the most part, they are including complete songs. Okay, here's what we were talking about, and Paul does a little introduction to what happened. There's hydraulics which lifted the piano up onto the stage and set it in place for Paul. As you noted, there was a little step that Paul has to step over. But it was in Tampa, I believe. Paul didn't look. <laughs> and he was in watching his walking surface. <laughs> and, and he turned around and the hole was still there. The piano had not quite risen. And Paul fell into the hole. Well, now we know why they don't do hydraulics anymore. But he, but he was able to he, yeah, yeah. finish it. And they actually have a, uh, a little bit of that's it. footage of it happening. I don't know if that's fan shot or if that's off of the crowd. Tampa, Florida, September the 17th, 2005. But yeah, no, he, he fell down and then they finished the hydraulics and lifting him up into it. 
It wasn't that much, but it was probably a good three feet. It's okay, it's filled now. Alright, so Paul is into Fine Line. That was a song off of Chaos and Creation. That was also a TV commercial, is it not? Yeah, it was. Visa was that was that Visa or was that was that was it a car dealership? I think it was a car. Yeah, it was a car because uh, they had like a, a McCartney vehicle of some sort that they actually were giving away. The other thing there was uh, Lenny Kravitz we just saw on the screen. <laughs> there was a a special disc which That's they right. yes Lexus. Which, while there was nothing really unique, there was like a different mix or something yeah. on on that disc. It was, yeah. it was like a six song CD. Right. That they were, yeah, I have I, 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 have, I have I have like three copies of it. I, we have it, folks. Because they they uh, they were they were giving them away. You sign up for their contest and they right. gave you a copy right. of the CD. But then I've also seen a couple at half price books <laughs> through the years, and it's like. Well, it's three bucks or it's four bucks. It's like <laughs> this needs a good home. So, like I say, I, I have multiple copies Why of not? the of the Lexus CD. But uh, that was, you know, Chaos was such a great album. Oh yeah, it really was. It's a step ahead of Driving Rain. Well, yeah. Well, there are some songs in Driving Rain I really like. Really enjoy. There's a couple couple of good songs. I mean, New was. A great album, although some people will disagree yeah. with me on that. I agree. Uh, so this, this is a piano song from Paul. I mean, obviously, we're talking about the piano coming up off the floor. Uh, I like the little uh, fallbacks, the monitors that Paul has there. Uh, I guess nowadays he uses in-ears. We don't know for that for a fact, do we? I don't. I don't but uh, uh, in ears were relatively uncommon at that point in time. We may have in ears. I mean, uh, the other thing that happened on this tour a lot was we were able to get near soundboard quality because uh, the, they were broadcasting it out to the uh, assisted the people who had uh, needed assistance on their hearing. Okay, and, oh, and okay. some oh. folks, some folks managed to crack the frequency. <laughs> you still see that they these days. They hacked it, right? Yeah, exactly. They hacked it, and so they were able to uh, tape the, you know, record the sound that was going to people's in, in ears. They they still, they, they still do. That. Although now it's much more likely to be the monitors because the mon the monitor. So you know what you'll get. Okay, we're, we're past Fine Line, uh, more sort of backstage and crew stuff. He's playing a little impromptu, it looks like it's... Somebody, somebody's birthday or, you know, the, the, crew is, the, the crew is having fun. I mean, uh, 
you know, the interesting thing about the band is, uh, you know, Paul doesn't, but the band will actually go out and hang out at, like, restaurants and things yeah. around yeah. the venue, you know. Maybe maybe we should make a point when we're down in Mexico City to, well, to go check out some yeah. of the bars and restaurants because you never know. Yeah. All right, so I ran to Rusty. You remember? Yeah, that's what, what you said. New Orleans at H and M clothing store. And when McCarty played at Astrodome, mm-hmm. our, uh, his crew went to Papacitos. Okay, we're we're into I Will, which I will. is you know this is. This is a song that you almost never would have expected McCartney to play. And, you know, here it is, and it just comes off so perfectly. Is this the only time he played This was the only time he played it. This tour was the only time he played it. He does a very good job. And he's pretty much alone on stage, playing acoustic. Now, I don't see any in-ears in his ear. <laughs> He's got the monitors there at his feet, so he may not be using them. That's old school having in ear. I mean, it's new stuff. It's probably old school. I don't like in ears to play. You know, but you gotta hear the environment. It's only good if you get them fitted absolutely correctly. And I guess if you're singing, I guess. Darren Murphy has a long story about uh, <laughs> having his ears fitted. Really? It's customized. It, it is. <laughs> and they have to take molds and all sorts of things to, if you're going to get a really good one. Short song. Very, very nice. Very sweet. Those high notes, Paul. Back in 05, 06. Again, more backstage. This is the band kind of getting ready to go on stage, and the crew is coming to get them. And Paul, Paul is making fun of Abe and Rusty. He's talking to the audience now. Well right Explain the song. Council house in Liverpool, looking through the lace curtains onto the road, Twenty Fourth Road. I'll follow the song. Um, you know, another one which Paul just doesn't play yeah, anymore. It's a shame. It's a good song. Well, a nice little. Now you're starting to see why I love the setlist so much. It had all the essentials. You know, it had Hate You, it had Let It Be, it had Yesterday, it had. But yeah. you know, he also had a dozen other songs which that he doesn't play. That he doesn't play anymore. Yeah, and played since. I mean, yeah, so, so the little explanation there was he remembered sitting in 24thland Road writing this song. I mean, as we know, it's right. one of Paul's very earliest songs. I mean, it's on the 1960 Beatles tape. Right, it's, it's the uh, rehearsals. The, exactly. Mike McCartney. The Bartle Grundig tape. Yeah. Now, Rusty does this very well. He's playing that it, nylon it's back, it's back to the nylon string guitar. We were saying, Till There Was You was not quite right. The There's the lady with her Nokia flip phone again. Well, I had, I had Nokia back in 06. Well, yeah, it's just kind of funny. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's where they were in 2005, 2006. Yeah. Whatever she was, you know, I guess she was just 
It wasn't very good video or picture quality in those phones. <laughs> a, sign, a sign telling Paul that he's the number one Mexican fan. You think we're going to run into him <laughs> in Mexico City? I'm the number one Hispanic fan. Oh, well, but, but he specifically <laughs> says Mexican okay. on his sign. You, okay. You're not a Mexican. Mexican-American. <laughs> Paul, at the time, what he did was he did several false endings. He would do as many as five or six of them in some shows. As he's doing yet another. <laughs> it's an encore false ending. Single song, a single playing of I'll Follow This One. And the crowd loves it. He's gonna do another one? One more. One more? It's such a short little song, you know, I just wanna keep going, keep going. Yep, he's doing yet another one. So don't you know that. Now, Brian and Rusty have you going, Paul, stop. But the crowd loves it. And it is a lot of fun. Who wouldn't love it? Those are the days, my friend. <laughs> and Paul's hair is getting a little bit mussed. Something you don't notice when he is uh, at a distance from you. <laughs> One more. Okay. Is, this, is it ever going to stop? It's like the fourth... Or this is like the, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll follow the sun. I think I think six was his record on this on this tour. He did it six times once. This, this is only five, so it appears that he's having like a whole lot of fun. Well, he always does. Okay, we're we're into now. We're into uh, NASA space, and space. There were there were really two things that occurred space-wise on this tour, um, Paul got to do the wake-up song for the shuttle Discovery. Every mission, every day, they have a different wake-up song. They do. And this one was Good Day Sunshine. It was Good Day Sunshine, yeah, exactly. And so, you played a very small part in uh, a wake-up song. Yeah, one of them back back in the uh, way back when. Bruce Moody. Yeah, our our, our friend Bruce Moody. Uh, well, John Stone's good friend Bruce Moody. John Stone and Danny Christensen. Who's supposed to be writing a new theme for us, but right, we won't we won't we won't we won't mention that. Oops, we just did. But uh, Bruce is a, it's just a humongous NASA fanatic, like a Beatles. And he's, he, he's a Beatles guy he's too, a as well. Yes, fanatic. And yeah, he he sang a, a song. It was a song from Private Numbers, was the name of the band. He knew some folks at NASA as well. Yeah, they were uh, one of the shuttles. I guess the one that was deploying the Hubble. Yeah, that's how long ago that's what. Yeah, exactly. So, but I assisted in helping Bruce uh, edit the song in some primitive tape machines back in the day. <laughs> that was their version of the song, because they wrote some different lyrics for the the one they used as a wake-up song, I yeah, believe. Yeah. But but you made you helped them make the video for 
there. Well, they did a video for one of their uh, half-hour TV specials. That yeah, they, they uh, produced. Yeah, and put on public access. Yeah, that's right. Before Wayne and Garth, there was Lonnie Pena. Lonnie Pena. Access Houston back in the day, folks. All my loving heart, Japan. You see, we start reading the signs now. Know. You know, we, we understand why Paul does it, but... And you're still showing uh, the shuttle. Yeah, you That's know, we, we got split screens. We got the crew in the shuttle, and we got we got the arm being deployed, and, you know, hence the space within us. So, more crowd shots. So, is that the one that's have happening live? No, we're, we're going to get we get another thing? one, another little one okay. that's coming up live in a little bit here. And so, it ended. He brought the crew on with him. Okay. And there, there's the crew of Discovery. On stage now. And they're, they're hanging out with... Five, six member three. Yeah. That is awesome. And so, so, so Paul goes and <laughs> Paul goes and you know gives them all a hearty handshake. What do you got to do to meet Paul? Get on the shuttle crew? <laughs> well, that, that's only that's only one way you could probably meet Paul. Get on a space lab crew next, or Paul in a different shirt, in a polka dotted, in a black shirt with red polka dots on it. There was the discovery crew. <laughs> and, well, as we mentioned, here's Paul telling the story about reading signs. A story he still tells to this day. You've never taken a sign to a concert, have you? I have, no, I haven't done that. A sign will appear. What amuses me about what we get in this video is uh, a woman holds up a sign that says, my grandma saw you at Candlestick Park. <laughs> now, when Paul reads it, or quote reads it, he says, oh, you know, you see these signs, and there's like the one there, my mother saw you at Candlestick Park. And like, yeah. I, uh, I'm not that old. It couldn't have been your grandma that saw me at Candlestick Park. Well, your mother should know <laughs> All right, one last song for this show, and then we will finish up in part two. So, you know, more signs, and it's we're closing out part one with another revolver, an, song. another revolver song, another really great song that he just doesn't play that much, for you Noah. know, for Noah. And the weird thing about this is Paul loves the song. You know, he frequently cites this as being amongst his favorite Beatles song. I mean, it's not. It's this. It's not. It's not. It's not a hard vocal song, and I just don't know. I mean, unless maybe he just kind of thinks it means too much to him personally, and by going out and playing it on the stage. Have you seen the set list for this current tour? No, I it haven't. Be, it might be on. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've been, we've been, <laughs> we've been kidding, but he's not going to change that much. We're going to get maybe at most two new songs. Well, is he going to open up with a hard day's night or drive my car? 
Eighty percent, it's gonna be one of those two yeah. songs. I kind of wish he'd go back and open up with one of the McCartney three songs. You know, yeah, there's a love song T-shirt. Yeah, that's the same, audience the same, member. the same audience member who had the love songs T-shirt. There's lots of things he could do. I mean, he didn't change anything up last time. Yeah. You know, we we saw him last year. You saw him in Fort Worth, and I saw him in Orlando, and and, yeah. and he just really didn't change anything really didn't. up. The big surprise was the the John Lennon duet on "I've Got yeah, a Feeling." That was the biggest surprise. But I mean, you know, Paul is just kind of getting set in his ways. But I don't know. Maybe he'll I think, throw a surprise at us. All right, hit pause, and we will continue. In part two, uh, so you know we're halfway through the show, roughly. How many of these songs are songs that he just hasn't played before, and again hasn't didn't play again? A lot of them. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's at his discretion. Well, for sure. Unfortunately, some of these songs are probably never here live again. <laughs> so to finish what we were saying, uh. It, assuming the song is out, I would say there may be like as high as a 30 or 40 percent chance that Paul's actually going to do now and then. Mm. That would be crazy. I can see him pulling the same, uh, you know, I got a feeling thing, but you don't have to subtract his own voice. They mouth, they mouth it, they've isolated it. They've mm -hmm. got the clean John Lennon vocal track. I uh, could see Paul doing, pulling it out and doing a duet on that in this show. That's the one thing, the one real surprise I could see him that doing. Would be a, a tremendous surprise. <laughs> now, I mean, yeah. uh, against that, the show starts in two weeks, and now and then is not going to be out in two weeks. You know, he starts in Australia. Yeah. So it would have to be out by the time he started in Australia for him to probably add that to the yeah. set. Although, you know, maybe. We're gonna we're gonna get you know videos. I'm sure. Audience. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll know as we'll soon see. as I mean, and and Ringo has just started the second half of his. 2023 yeah. tour, which is good. I mean, he's so he's he, it, well, he's he's going to the casino in <laughs> South Oklahoma. Okay, well that's close enough. Uh, you know, is <laughs> I I seen that show this year already. I, I saw I saw it in San Francisco, but uh, he's happy to see six year olds. He doesn't. So that is part one. Uh, any last thoughts on the first okay. half you want to say? Know, there's, there's part one was a glimpse of the McCartney, and it was just unfortunate that a, a lot of the songs were not were not put into the to the video, but a lot of other songs were also. So I think I think we've got a you know let's talk about part two next week, and it's it's going to be enjoyable no matter how you look at it. One or two songs. All right. Concert. We'll be back next week with that. Subscribe to When They Was Fab on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever finer podcasts are found. Please join our Facebook group, and we can be reached at When They Was Fab and on Gmail. The opening theme 
was written, produced, and recorded by Jay Young Kim, Beast or Famine Studios, San Francisco, California. opportunity on this show to thank the audience who've been coming along to our shows on the US tour. They've been great. So I would take this opportunity of saying thank you, all you good people who've come out and have seen us in 2005. We've loved you, and it looks like you loved us, and we've had a ball, and it looks like you've had one too, so thank you for that. And as we always say at the end of the show, most of all, we want to thank you. Paul McCartney All Access has been brought to you by Capitol Records and their release of Paul's new album, Chaos and Creation in the Backyard, which Rolling Stone gave four stars to and said is his best album in more than a decade. We'd like to thank Bill Porricelli at MPL Communications, Paul Freundlich, Robbie Montgomery, Stuart Bell, Mark Hamilton, Mark Hafeley, David Kahn, Rick Camino from Capitol Records, Patty Sminks, Jack Isquith, and James Combs from AOL Music, the members of Paul's band and crew, and of course, Paul McCartney. I tell you one thing, there's sickness going on and there's some good people doing work in hospitals, but they got no bread to do it on. Not only are they working in a miserable condition with sick people, but they're, they're scraping the barrel for funds to keep going. 